Welcome to Living the Messiah's Love. I'm Kamisha Lucier, your host. And again, I'm so glad to be with you today and so glad to be discussing the word. I always appreciate and thank my Lord to be a part of your journey and your life and relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. As I said in the last episode, we're not looking for you to follow us. We want you to follow him because he is the way, the truth, and the life. We're just offering an opportunity to walk alongside each other as we all move towards the king of glory and move in excellence with him and his will and what he has planned for this time. So my beloved is here with me again, and he's going to be with me, I'll say indefinitely as we go through this, <laughs> this part of basic training or boot camp. And, you know, I just welcome the, the wisdom that the Lord is sharing with him and his love for the Lord and his heart towards you. So thank you for being here again, my love. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. You're most welcome. And a blessing. Amen. So today's episode is called The Kingdom Mission and heritage. And, you know, I just want to give you a chance to kind of um, introduce this section of um, this this episode, the kingdom mission and heritage. Well, it's like anything. There are foundational truths, and they are required that we get and understand before we can get to the deeper things, right? I mean, we are all called as disciples of the Lord to grow to mature spiritually Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as well as naturally develop first and foremost spiritual in the things of the spirit right amen our faith and with that in uh, jesus disciples in his time on earth he said i have many things to share with you Mm -hmm. but you can't bear it right now right and Mm -hmm. and i was actually having a a conversation earlier even today with someone and we were talking about why why couldn't he share it? Well, we have to first understand, mm-hmm. right? Or accept, receive, understand, and then apply the the first things first. Amen. Or we have to have those things before he can get to the deeper things and share those with us. All of it is for our good, our blessing, our benefit, mm-hmm. right? And in and our growth and development in him. Amen. But the first things have to be first. It's like anything else, right? If it's boot camp, if it's, you know, your your basic training, we have to get those things and understand them prior to moving forward into the deeper things and the special missions and all mm-hmm. this other stuff that warriors are a part of. Amen. And you, you know, like this is something the Lord just ministered to my heart. I can't even start a job unless I first go through orientation. Absolutely. Where I learn that company's history and where they're coming from. This mm-hmm. is what their focus is, their trajectory, their mind, their heart, all of those things. I can't even check into my department until I go through this orientation and learn their history. So, you know, we accommodate those things in natural environments. So how much more so do we need them in our eternal heritage right. and, and, and who we really are? The kingdom and the heavenly community, right? So Amen. there's... and, and I'm glad that we're we're doing this and putting it all together so we can understand, if you will, sequentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, order of events uh, is Amen. extremely important in our history. You know, two follows one; it doesn't precede one, right? Amen. You know what I mean? Like, Amen. so it's very. The Lord is is an incredible planner. He's the master planner, <laughs> right? I mean, That's the true but statement. he's also very systematic, very methodical, 
and his approach to everything. Amen. So, and, and what he has given, I'll say, us in this is, is an understanding, a revelation of the order of events of things mm-hmm. for our, both our, our kingdom mission, but also the heritage, where we came from, why we're here, and where we're headed. Amen. That's so beautiful. It makes the walk so much easier when you've got a little bit of background information and you know what to expect moving forward. That's what he says, right? Right? In Habakkuk, right? <laughs> right. Or Habakkuk, right? Write down the vision, make it plain so that those that read it can run. Amen. I, I love God. He's so practical. He is not a, a spooky God. He's not um, in, you know, he's not senile. He's not erratic. He is right. so systematic, so thoughtful and so thorough in everything that he does. And I'm just grateful to be a part of his family and the life of God. You know, I just, I love, I love the Lord. Amen to that. Amen. So our springboard scripture today is 1 Corinthians 15, uh, verse 24 through 28. All right. Well, I'll read it if you don't mind. I don't, honey. Thank you. So it begins and says, Then comes the end, when he hands over the kingdom to the God and Father, when he has abolished all rule and authority and power, for he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be abolished is death, for he has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when he says all things are put in subjection, it is evident that he is except who put all things in subjection to him. When all things are subjected to him, then the Son himself also will be subjected to the Mm. one who subjected all things to him, so that God may be all in all. Otherwise... Oh, it was just through 28? Yes, honey. Okay, forgive me. That's okay. I was getting a little carried away. <laughs> no, that's an exciting word. I, I love that. That's so dynamic and powerful. Um, so he's telling us here, this is the end of the age. This is when mm-hmm. the, the earth will cease to exist in the way that you know it, and everything's going to be wrapped up because people are very preoccupied with what's coming in the future. And in our springboard scripture from Ephesians, um, from the previous episodes, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 through 14, The Apostle Paul talked about mysteries that were revealed. And so this is more clarification to that mystery. This is the um, end game, if you will, the roadmap of what God is doing. It's the the end of time. Amen. So he could be why? Because he calls the end from the beginning. And actually that's... Um, Isaiah 46, 10, it says, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. (laughs) Now, you will notice that it didn't say I will do all your pleasure, (laughs) oh man or son or daughter of mine. (laughs) No, no, no. He said he's working his pleasure. Well, and I love the, your translation, your counsel. My version says, my purpose will be established. Hallelujah. So his counsel is his plan, is his purpose. Is, or we see the connection. It's his will, is his covenant. Amen. Amen. God is a good God. So as we're talking about this, we left off in the previous episode by saying man is not the center 
right, of what God is doing. Because if man was the center, then God would be moving in a reactionary um, dynamic, and he's not. And we just confirm that by reading Isaiah 46.10. He's already declared the end from the beginning. Um, and if you if you go back and look, how is it that Jesus is the lamb slain before the foundation of the world, right? Before it happened. Bef- before the world was formed. Before he said anything concerning it, Jesus was already the mm-hmm. lamb slain, right? So Amen. God didn't, when, when Mary conceived, when the angel went and saw Mary and said, you will have a son and the, the Lord's going to overshadow you, that was not a new thing that God had decided because of man's (laughs) sin and wickedness. He had already predetermined this. He had already written out what's the end result going to be and how he's going to accomplish his desired result. Right now, because of his great love and his manifold wisdom, he's worked us in as a part of this, but there is something very specific that we are here to do while we're on this earth. Um, And that is simply stated choose earth is the choosing ground make a choice who you will be for whether you will be for god or you will be for the or for the adversary or satan the devil Mm. he says repeatedly throughout the scriptures choose you choose you choose you choose and Back to 1 Corinthians 15, verses 24 through 28, this is divinely connected to another statement that is echoed throughout the scriptures from the beginning, the very beginning of the word, to the very end. And it's this, I will be their God and they will be my people. Amen. Right? And he keeps saying, you choose. You choose life. You choose. Choose this day. Who will you serve? And because people have the mindset that humans are the center, we're the epitome, we're the focus of all things, we miss the depth of that conversation. We miss the depth of what God is declaring and requesting. It's not choose whether you're going to serve God today or tomorrow. He's saying choose, make your final decision. Whose team are you on? And um, we'll get into some scriptures coming up um, in just a moment. And go over that, but setting the the framework so we understand what we're going towards. The Lord is reconciling all things, what we just read in First um, Corinthians fifteen twenty four through twenty eight, all things and making them subject under the Lord Jesus Christ. He's categorizing or collecting His people to Himself. At the same time, He's giving everyone an opportunity to choose. But at the end, the choices will have been made. And this is an ongoing process that's being carried out over time as new people are born into the earth and some die um, and people die having the, op- the whatever time God has allowed for them to make their decision. That's mm-hmm. what's happening. We are in a choosing ground. So we're going to start in Genesis 1-1. We're going to start from the beginning. Well, he and calls talk the about- end from the beginning. Amen. So. Amen. So we're going to talk about what happened, why we're in this choosing ground. Um, and it's important to note that we are eternal beings. We have a spirit. I'm sorry, we are a spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. And we started in eternity with God before we put on flesh like a human being, right? Jesus took the same course that we ourselves took. Ponder that Amen. for a moment. <laughs> so uh, if, if we if we can. Mm-hmm. Let's read the first, the very first verse in the 
well, I'll say the first book of the Bible, the first, it's not the first written, but the first book of the law, right? Genesis 1.1. Mm-hmm. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And, and let's pause there, right? So, because you, you said something very profound, right? We are eternal beings, mm-hmm. right? We talked about this is our kingdom mission, but also our kingdom heritage, all right? Understanding where we came from. Amen. What does the Lord say to Jeremiah? Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Well, how would the Lord have known us? Well, right there, the very beginning in Genesis, very first verse, he created the heavens and the earth. Amen. He created you. Mm-hmm. You were already a part of the heavenly community. Mm-hmm. And, well, yes, and we're going to go into that, right? So, but understand that's the starting place. Amen. You started, I started. Everyone here that's ever been on this earth or ever will be on this earth started in the heavenly community. Mm-hmm. And, well, we'll get to it, but because of sin, mm-hmm. now we are here to make a choice. Amen. But let's, let's understand this, and um, if you will, just in the beginning. So a couple of the scriptures to support what we're talking about here with Genesis, right? Isaiah 14, 12 through 17 says this, because we have to understand. Actually, I'll, I'll read verse 2 as well. It said, uh, The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. So, understand that. Or in this, right, we were already part of the heavenly community, mm-hmm. and now there is earth, right? Something has changed between Genesis 1-1 and, and Genesis 1-2. verse 2. And, and if you look at verse 2 and study it out, you'll find that formless and void means unreality. So mm-hmm. let's understand the what happened and why there's a change between those two verses, right? Amen. Isaiah 14, 12 through 17 says this. How you have fallen from heaven, O star of the morning, son of the dawn. You have been cut down to the earth. You who have weakened the nations. But you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God, and I will sit on the mount of assembly in the recesses of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. Nevertheless, you will be thrust down to Sheol, to the recesses of the pit. Those who see you will gaze at you. They will ponder over you, saying, Is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook kingdoms, who made the world like a wilderness and overthrew its cities, who did not allow his prisoners to go home? All the kings of the nations lie in glory, each in his own tomb. But you have been cast out of your tomb like a rejected branch, clothed with the slain who are pierced with a sword, who go down to the stones of the pit like a trampled corpse. Mm. There's a lot in there. There is. There is. So 
Remember we talked about God's character and his nature. God is who he is and he does not change. Remember that always and forever. His heart, his mind, his desire, his love, his, the things that make him who he is don't change. He doesn't wear a mask and he's not shifting like the sand. He is who he is. So if we know after, as you've spent time, I'm sure already reading through Genesis, the, I'll call it the recreation part where he made the trees, he made the sun and the moon and he formed man and out of the dust of the earth, he didn't make anything without a purpose. He did not create anything um, that was not good. That's a part of his nature and his character. It's not just his action. This is how his mode of operation is to finish and to do all things well. If you remember what um, the scriptures in Hebrew says about Jesus, who he is, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. In Revelations, he is the Aleph and the Tav, the mm-hmm. beginning and the end, or the Alpha and the Omega, depending on your translation. He is the beginning and the end. He is everything. So one thing about God's character, and there are many beautiful things about, only beautiful things about his character is that he's a finisher. So he doesn't make something and then go, I'm going to go take a nap or I'm bored. I don't want to do this. And he does not make anything without creating it in its entirety and suitable to its purpose. So from Genesis 1-1, where it says he created the heavens and the earth, that meant he finished it. It was done. But then in verse two, that's when the trouble with Lucifer happens. Um, between that time frame, and um, there is a map. We have a, a map that that the Holy Spirit helped me draw out um, that mm-hmm. brings this into a visual visual perspective, so that it's a little bit more clear to, and easy to understand. So, in addition to some of the questions that we'll be going over, we'll make this available on the website um, when it's time for um, Lab Day. And and if you want it, you can request it. Just shoot us an email and Absolutely. we can send it to you. You can always send us an email at ministry at adayofprayer.org if you want it sooner than um, we get it put up on the website. So um, please feel free to do that so it helps, helps you visualize. Um, eternity is a place that is not subject to time. Mm-hmm. Time is a part of eternity that's been sectioned out so that God can deal with, I'll say deal with sin, but give everybody an opportunity to make their choice of whose team they're going to be on. What we read about Lucifer in Isaiah 14, it's talking about the change that he went through, the fall that took place when he went from being the son of the morning, being um, an angel that had a commission and a, 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 a job. Can we, can we phrase it this way? He was the Lord's personal angel because Jesus is called the bright and morning star. And he, and then what we just read, it was called Son of the Morning. So that is the Lord's personal angel. And yes, he, you know, was given lots of, if you will, grace and, and, you know, all those, if you will, natural things that spiritual, but as well as natural things, gifts and, and whatnot, as a result of that place or position. And also the the purpose that he was created to serve. Amen. Nothing is just aimless with God. It's, exactly. Nothing's just floating around with no purpose. So when we looked at Genesis 1-2, um, and it says the earth was without form, that word means unreality, and void means empty, and um, lacking in purpose and things of that nature. And it says darkness was upon the face of the deep. That meant 
things changed from the way God designed it, the way he made it with purpose. And now it's without purpose or it's not fulfilling the purpose that it was created. It's empty. It's void. So God put everything back the way it should be. But the reason that happened, and Jesus articulates this later, mm-hmm. I saw Satan fall like lightning. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. And now let's go over. Let's support this with more scripture. Um, let's read Ezekiel 28 Amen. verses 12 through 19, because I don't want you to take my opinion for it. Let the Lord no. minister to you. Let's this, read what the word says. This is the foundational thing so that each and every one of us can have an understanding of our mission, our kingdom mission, Amen. and heritage. Amen. Okay? So, this is Ezekiel 28 verses 12 through 19. Son of man, take up a lamentation over the king of Tyre and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, You had the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, the ruby, the topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, the lapis lazuli, the turquoise, and the emerald, and the gold, the workmanship of your settings and sockets was in you. On the day that you were created, they were prepared. You were the anointed cherub who covers, and I placed you there. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked in the midst of the stones of fire. You were blameless in your ways. From the day you were created until unrighteousness was found in you. By the abundance of your trade, you were internally filled with violence. And you sinned. Therefore, I have cast you as profane from the mountain of God. And I have destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom by reason of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I put you before kings that they may see you. By the multitude of your iniquities and the unrighteousness of your trade, You profaned your sanctuaries. Therefore, I have brought fire from the midst of you. It has consumed you, and I have turned you into ashes on the earth in the eyes of all those who see you. All who know you among the peoples are appalled at you. You have become terrified, and you will cease to be forever. Amen. There's a lot in there. There's a lot in there, and it connects to what we read in Isaiah. Uh, amen. Talking about Satan, or the adversary, mm-hmm. previously known as Lucifer, until he was a now fallen angel. Amen. But in Ezekiel, he is, and we, we've talked about this, the manifold wisdom of the Lord. Mm-hmm. He's speaking to a king of Tyre. Mm-hmm. to the king of Tyre. And there was a, a lamentation that was given initially, but then, so, excuse me, there was a word given, but then there was also lamentation. Mm-hmm. But the Lord is now speaking about now Satan, the adversary. So the in in this um, section, this chapter, Ezekiel was speaking a prophetic word. And initially Amen. he started speaking to a human. Amen. And then as the Lord transitioned his word, he began speaking about the spirit. Um, and by, I mean, a spirit, the devil in particular, and we know he's not talking to a man by the 
articulation of the description. Because the, the, the king of Tyre was definitely not in, or it's not written in here, that he was mm-hmm. ever in Eden. So how long will he be? He was not on the ark <laughs> with right? Noah and his family. <laughs> he was not there. So um, we know that he's not talking about the natural man that was sitting in this place at the time. And verse 14 says, anointed cherub who covers. We know that's not a natural man. Um, and it refers again um, in verse 16. Uh, o covering cherub. So we know that the Lord is talking about Satan here, Lucifer, who is now Satan. And remember, we talked about God wants us to understand what he's doing, what his heart is, so we can cooperate with him, so we can walk with him. Remember, Jesus said, no longer do I call you servants, but I call you my friends because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. But a friend, a beloved one, a son and a daughter is privy to that kind of information. Amen. And the Lord has um, provided his word so that we could understand him, not so we would be in the dark. And he's revealing his word to us by the Holy Spirit. And the key feature here, the key factor is when you align your mind and your will and your motivation just to be pleasing to God and to know his ways, to know who he is, know why he's doing what he's doing, not trying to get something out of him you'll be able to understand what's going on in the word. And I just want to put this question because I, I'm, we're going to need it later. Um, how we can tell that humanity is not the center of God's focus is by reading the scriptures with the motivation of conforming to God's ways and plans and goals in all things and not because we're trying to get something out of him. You're going to need that's going to be a question coming up when we do the lab. So I just want to give you that. Um, but that is what frames the word correctly. When we come to him with the right motivation, now we're able to have the same conversation he's having. But as long as everything that God says, I'm now trying to focus it on me, how he's going to make me more popular, how he's going to give me more riches, how he's going to bring my husband, how he's going to bless my children, mm-hmm. you know, on and on and on, I miss what he's actually saying. I'm working a plan. And, but, and, we never have to be afraid that if God does what he wants to do, we're going to be untreated, uncared for, unloved, because that he's not even capable of such a thing. He is such an excellent God. He can speak one word, and he does all things well. He completes and takes care of everything with one thing that he does. So we never have to try to wrestle God's focus out of his hands. We just... You know, and I'm, I'm saying that because I learned this lesson because God had to teach me that. Like, if you just let me do what I do, woman, little girl, you know, you'll be blessed. Let me do the thing I have planned out since from eternity. You weren't even on the earth. (laughs) Right. This is before I even created you. Right. But that's all of us have to get to that point. Right. Exactly. So let's continue here, Mm -hmm. but just understand, right. So up to this point, we have understood why there is an earth, right? Or we're understanding what happened between time. Genesis uh-huh. 1, 1 and mm-hmm. 1, 2. Something right. happened. And up to this point, now we should understand Satan, the adversary, mm-hmm. chose to attempt to replace God. That was in his heart to do. That's so right. how does he go about doing it? That's what we under, uh, we should have that understanding now. This is what he attempted to do. The Lord knew of his plan, but now he wasn't done. It wasn't just Satan. How could you attempt? Because we remember, we are here to become kingdom or God's warriors. Amen. Right? Amen. So, warriors are part of an army. 
That's right. In every culture and society you can ever think back in the earth, nobody nobody has to explain what a warrior is. It's known. Mm-hmm. They're there for combat mm-hmm. and to protect the kingdom to which they belong. Well, we are part of God's kingdom, and Amen. we are becoming warriors in God's army for Amen. his kingdom. Amen. And that's not about fighting against people. It's that's not, not a, against blood. fighting against any human being. Our this is about spiritual things. Absolutely. And what God wants us to do is to liberate the human that is in opposition, not to war against them. To snatch them out from the fire. Exactly. And, and at least give them or present to them the opportunity to come to Jesus Christ. That's, that's something else. Uh, I believe that was Ezekiel that he spoke to and said, if you don't minister to the wicked and he dies in his sin. If you don't say what I told you to exactly, say, and he exactly. dies in his sin. And his blood's on your head. Exactly. But if you tell him, and he chooses to ignore you. Then you're free. It's you're on free him. to go. So, you know, most people might hear that and go, well, ooh, I don't want you to tell me anything, God, because I don't want to be accountable. <laughs> right. Okay, you you can take that. You can you can go, Lord, don't speak to me because your voice is too scary, and, and your missions are too tough, and your requirements are too strong for me. I'll just be okay being in the background, just barely getting into That's heaven by the skin of my teeth. I'm okay with just being a member in the congregation. But if there's something in you that's hungering and thirsting after God and after his righteousness that says, Lord, send me, I'll go. Choose me, Lord. You can use me and you can depend on me and trust me, God. Then hear what God has to say and move into this higher level of understanding and equip yourself to run so that you can set at liberty the captives. That's the same that's the same commissioning that our Lord and Savior said, that mm-hmm. the Father sent him to do, to set at liberty the captives. And there's other things involved that that was as well. But as you move into being a warrior, he will begin to be able to use you consistently. Amen. According to his glory. So so let's continue now, right? Mm-hmm. We understand Satan had a fall. That's right. Right? But he wasn't done there. He wasn't done just with that thing. If we go to Revelations 12, verse 4, it says, And his tail swept away a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she gave birth, he might devour her child. Now, there's a preceding verse in verse 3 where it talks about the red dragon being Satan, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And... Well, let's understand what just happened there. And yes, this is a revelation. So what did we what did we discuss in, earlier on? That Christ, Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, is the land slain before the foundation of the earth. Amen. So that denotes that Satan knew of the plan, right? That's what this verse is saying, mm. and said, I need an army, and took one-third of the angels with him in an attempt to prevent christ from executing the plan that he had already predestined for himself and determined to accomplish here on the earth amen long before it was the foundations of the earth were even laid there was he had insight and revelation being the son of the morning jesus again being the bright and morning star so let's understand that because it is absolutely important and vital. Right? And goes back again to where where do we originate from? We came, we were, or I'll say, 
when, when the Lord created the heavens and the earth, we were created and we were a part of and we started in the heavenly community. Amen. And because of what happened, again, sin was found in the heavenly community with Satan. Mm-hmm. And a third of the angels were swayed by that sin. Exactly. To depart from God's kingdom and their abode underneath the divine order that God has set. Amen. And decided to go after another God. So they made Satan their king, basically. That's it. No, they did not have the right Amen. to choose. So remember we talked about the heavenly community. That's not a term you'll find in the Bible, but that's a term that the Lord gave um, to me and us to describe his kingdom, like what it looks like. There's created beings, there's different tasks and occupations, different visual descriptions, formations. I mean, just different living (laughs) creatures in heaven. Lightning talks. Mm -hmm. And and so it's his community and he has a family. So we are a different class of beings than angels. Um, angels, Which is also why the scripture says, for a little while, you made him a little lower than the angels. Mm-hmm. As talking and referring to Christ during his time here on the earth. Putting on flesh and exactly. blood and bone like we have. Um, so here's one big difference other than what we physically look like. And um, we don't, we can't change our appearance, but angels can. Um, one main difference, and this is the big, the determining factor here, is that angels have an ability to choose, but not the right to choose. Mm something other than God. We have the ability to choose and the right to choose. Because he gave us free will. So we are free moral agents. That's why he keeps telling us to choose. Make your choice. And remember, he made us free moral agents and he does not take away our right to choose. Mm -hmm. He does not make us um, serve him. He did not make these angels serve them either, but there is no redemption for them through the blood of Jesus Christ, where there is redemption for us in our sin through the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And we're going to cover that right now um, in the scriptures. So Second Peter um, verse, uh, chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, and I'll read that. Uh, it says, For God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing the flood on the world of the ungodly. And then we're also going to look at Jude 6. There's only... um, You mean Jude 1, 6? Jude 1, but there's only one chapter. True, yes. Jude, so I was going to say, there's only one chapter there. Um, one second. So the book of Jude, verse 6 is the key. Absolutely, absolutely. And it says, And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. So again, restating that they left their abode, Mm -hmm. which was to remain in God's divine order. The purpose that he set for them was to worship and serve God only. They said, nope, never mind. We don't want to do that. We think Lucifer's got a better shot at beating you. So the same wickedness that was in Lucifer was in them. Right. And this whole scene took place in front of the entire heavenly community. So basically there's a coup going on in heaven. That's what happened in eternity. And all the kingdom got to witness it. 
in some regard. And so God in his justice said, well... In his justice, but also in his manifold wisdom. In his, exactly. Because he's got a plan concerning this, and we've kind of referenced it already. There's going to be an end to all things. And mm-hmm. all that's sinful, all that causes a lie, is going to be thrown into the lake of fire. And so those who say, God, I like you being my God. I'm willing to remain in this divine order that you've set. I like my heavenly abode. Which, are- when we get down to the core of it is... I'll say what you say to say, and mm-hmm. I'll do what you say to do. Amen. Because that's what determines that you're his person. Amen. Not just you say, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you, and then you sin like the dickens, it's and you act the... like you don't you don't love him, right? He's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. <laughs> so... It's not the, you like the thoughts, ideas, and concepts about God. It's, no, no, no. Lord, I have a personal, deep, and intimate relationship with you. I hear your voice. I only I move. I want to hear, mm-hmm. but... I hear, I know your voice, I know your thoughts, I know your ways because you've taught them to me, and I will go where you tell me to go, mm-hmm. where you send me. I will say what you're saying. I will do what you are doing as you reveal those things to me through Holy Spirit. Amen, amen. And if you go through the Gospels, how many times did the Lord, did the Lord Jesus say, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Exactly. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If you love me, he didn't repeat himself because he didn't mean it. He was telling you, telling you me, This us. is how you live and work and do in the kingdom. This is how the kingdom functions. Exactly. And this is how you show that you're a part of the kingdom. This is what I'm looking for. And this is how the mission is accomplished or fulfilled. Exactly. Um, and John 14, 21 was our scripture from a previous episode that we talked about. So go back in and read that as mm. well. Um, I'm going to read Hebrews chapter 2, um, verses 14 through 18. And verse 16 is going to be the highlight of um, this this point that we've been talking about. It says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted." Wow. Amen to that. Glory to God. Look at our Lord and Savior. Look at all that he's done. But again, the key part of that to go along with 2 Peter uh, chapter 2, verses 4 through 5 and Jude 1, 6 is verse 16. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. That's that is us, those who would believe, both those actual biologically right born in the genealogy, the lineage of of Abraham, right? Those that were Hebrews, now Jews, but also the mm-hmm. Gentiles and anyone that will call on the name of the Lord and believe in him. Amen. Because the seed of Abraham, if you study that out, it's those who are of the faith of Amen. believing Abraham or not believing in Abraham, but Abraham was a believer. So if you take on the same attitude and mindset to be a believer in the name of Jesus Christ, because the word says that the gospel was preached beforehand to Abraham who Amen. believed, that's what he believed in. 
not that God could do something, but that he was going to do this specific thing about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and that he is the way, the truth, and the life, the same way we had to come in through the door. He did himself. Um, so that is what the Lord is looking for. But again, the fullness of the gift that Jesus provided and the help that he provided is realized for those who choose to believe who are of the same um, heritage of Abraham, the same mm-hmm. mindset, the same heart towards God to believe in the Lord as Jesus Christ as their savior. But it's made available to anyone, to everyone, to every human that comes in through a womb of a woman into this earth. The opportunity is there for them to receive salvation. Now, I know you may be going, well, what about children that are aborted. The secret things belong to the Lord. God can Mm -hmm. get an answer and a choice. How did um, Jeremiah have a (laughs) full-on relationship in the womb? right? John the Baptist and, right, and others. Yes. So many others. How, how did that happen? Because God is able to determine when someone has made a choice for him and, and not, uh, even and when their parents make poor choices. Uh, and he knows you. That's, That's why right. he could also make the distinguishing difference between Jacob and Esau. Exactly. Exactly. From in the womb, he already knew. Amen. So I hope those that are listening now have an understanding of the beginning of understanding our heritage, right? Where we came from and what happened that this was needed as in earth and what it is. It's the choosing ground. That's right. Will you choose the Lord? Will you choose God or will you try to make another God? Amen. And here's how it works. It's either light or darkness. That's it. It's either God or the devil. Even if you think I'll put myself there, you are being deceived and fooled because you are serving the devil if you make that choice. And I'm not saying you, I'm not pointing my finger at you. That's any human human being um, that comes into the earth. If they choose not to be on God's side, they have already made their choice for the devil. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, when we have a teacher in the natural who says, if I keep saying it, it must be important, right? The, the toe taps or stomps <laughs> on the right. Yes. If I repeat this twice or three times in a row, so, it's going to be on the test. Amen. So what we have going from Genesis to Revelation, two things. I will be their God and they will be my people. You can amen. find it in every segment and breakdown that people typically separate the Bible into sections. I will be their God and they will be my people is there in some way, shape or form. Either spoken, mm-hmm. like stated plainly, mm-hmm. or it is acted out. Amen. And choose. Amen. Choose life. Choose this day. This life day. or death. Blessing or curse. Right? Whom you will serve. That's right. It is from the beginning of the book to the end. Even in Revelation, and we'll get to that, where he speaks to the churches. Right. This is only the first part. Mm-hmm. We're, we're beginning to go through if the, the map, if you will. That's right. Uh, uh, the, the vision, making a plane, right? Mm-hmm. To understand what happened, why it happened, what uh, the mission is here on the earth, and ultimately what the Lord is doing, bringing us back or from eternity back to eternity. Amen. Glory to God. So this is, I really enjoyed this um, this teaching and these lessons. So we're going to pick up with the next um, session on this, on the next episode. Um Remember your tools and take the opportunity to um, look up those key terms that we talked about at the beginning of this particular series. 
um, use those tools. Blueletterbible.org is good for you to be able to see some background. And again, Holy Spirit, this is his word. This is not the Greek's word. This is not the Jews word. This is God's word. So Holy Spirit is the one who reveals secrets. He makes those things known to us. So clear your thoughts, clear your preconceived notions, just go, Holy Spirit, minister to me. Teach me what you want me to know uh-huh. and understand. And listen to these over and over again as the Lord brings light to what you're doing. Again, we're not asking you to follow us. I really don't want you to follow us. I want se. you to follow the Lord. Follow Jesus Christ. Fully. <laughs> Follow him because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And if you put all your hope in him, you will not be disappointed. But if you follow a human being, you will certainly be disappointed. And we are in Christ and we're moving ever and ever closer to him in all things that we're doing. And we want the same for you. We want God's best for you. So please be encouraged. Um, Take the time to listen to this. Take notes as we come together and send me your questions. If you want this um, map before we put it up online, please feel free to reach out, send us an email at ministry at a day of And just in the subject line, can I get the map? <laughs> That's fine. Um, and we'll, we'll get that emailed over to you. Um, thank you again for being here with us for this. We're praying for you and remember live your life in the Messiah's love. God bless you. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.